The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Trappistess Rochefort. Ten. Trappistess Rochefort. Okay. Belgian beer, of course. Yep, Belgian ale. Wow, wow, we're just really, this is a quad. Okay. Okay. So that means a full buck, 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 buck. Yeah, like a chicken. <laughs> the ABV. Yeah. And this is a small bottle. Yeah. Is 11.3. Holy cow. Jesus. Just pouring alcohol into your And veins. this, what's the score on this? I'm going to go, it's a 97. It's 100. This is 100? This is 100. This is the top rated beer, uh, beer advocate? It Well, it's ranked 95th of all beers, the score is. But it got a hundred. It's world class. Wait. When it's a hundred, it's score. When you score a hundred, it's world class. Okay, so it's ranked out of all the beers in the world. Ninety fifth. Well, it says, it, yeah, hundred. It, it scores a hundred, ranked number ninety five. Okay. Of all beers. All right. Very dark. Yeah, very dark. It's also dark. It's a tan head that persists oh, and smells. produces a nice lacing. The aromas caramel. Yeah, definitely malt, a caramel plums, aroma. Raisins, maybe mm-hmm. a touch of citrus. The taste is along the same lines, but much more complex with dark caramel malt, candied sugar, figs, plums, banana, citrus. Oh my goodness. And just a touch of alcohol. Finishes slightly dry, lingering coffee taste. I'm telling you, everything you said I get. Like really? The plums, the bananas. Really? The coffee, the caramel, like it's everything. A, it's a salad bar in a glass. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. So when we talk about complex beer... I mean, I don't that's, like it. But that's complex. It's good. That's really complex. Yeah. I don't know if it changes when you have certain foods or what. This is like almost like dessert in a glass. It's not sweet, but it's definitely fruity and flavorful. And it has a fizz. It has a strong fizz. Yeah. Like way stronger than like, I care for. Yeah. It's kind of abrasive. Yeah. There's a multitude of flavors in there. Yeah. And you left with just a, a whole mouthful of flavors, too. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how powerful the banana flavor was. Oh, I'm getting like toffee and yeah. caramel and coffee. I'm getting coffee. Mm-hmm. That is wild. What a crazy beer. I mean, this little bottle, it's an unassuming little bottle, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and I would think to myself, huh, that doesn't look very interesting. 
You know what I mean? Like that's, right. that can't be that much. It looks almost generic. Right. Hits your like a wow two by four across the head. <laughs> Very interesting beer. I mean, not my favorite. I, it's not. I don't care for it. It's not what I think of when I want a beer. It's not the flavor profile. I mean, for this... me, I like how beer complement either quenches my thirst mm. on a hot day or complements what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I that's how I approach beer. To have a beer that's like almost having a plate of food. Yeah, this is a sipper. You can't glug no, this. Oh, you can't glug this. Yeah, this is a sipper. Well, yeah. and it's 11.3. <laughs> so it's like three beers in one. I know. Pretty yeah. crazy. Interesting. Chapter 26. Yes, chapter 26. Amy gets a proposal. Maybe not what she thought she'd get. Not what she thought. So to set the scene, she shows up at Dan's apartment. It's this like swanky lower 36th floor. The whole 36th floor. Yeah. And it overlooks Central Park. And and it overlooks the city. And, you know, it's like this fabulous place. And she discovers that it comes to him in a fire sale, like some investor that he knows that needed bought him 50 cents get on the cashed dollar. Out, right? yeah. So that's what happened. He's prepared for her by ordering fabulous Italian dinner, three salads, a pizza, three Yeah, he pastas. didn't know what she wanted, so he kind of so ordered, ordered everything. Thing, right. right, ordered the whole menu. And they eat dinner, and then they go off to the fabulous bedroom and have sex in the fabulous four-poster bed. Mm-hmm. And he basically dominates in a way, like he rips off he the clothes. He tops from the bottom. He tops for from sure. the bottom, yeah. And he's fucking her, and he. Well, comes. she's fucking him. Well, she's fucking. She him, made right. that clear. Yeah, she's that doing he, the work. He put himself inside her, and then let her do all the work. On top, she, she was on top, and she basically fucks him, and is just about to come, but he comes, and then instead of her continuing and coming, she doesn't. So that was sort of you know you stopped the conversation then because you were like, wait a second. Why doesn't she ask for what she wants? Why doesn't she ask for what she wants? Which was interesting because the whole second half of the chapter is her asking for what she wants. That's exactly what I thought was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, after they have sex, Dan presents her with a proposal and it's in, in an envelope and he wants her to read it right then. And she cracks open the envelope and what she gets isn't a prenuptial agreement. It isn't a romantic relationship. It isn't the lease agreement. of the apartment they're isn't in right the now, which I apartment. actually thought might be. Yeah. What it is is an employment agreement. Yeah. And Amy is like, fuck, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah. She had earlier in earlier chapters consider her feelings for Dan and had missed him. And they had, before they were having sex or after sex, they had talked about how much they missed each other. There was a lot of that context to her experience of him. Yes. And the way he related to her at the beginning of the evening. Well, and then I thought to myself, as she's contemplating all this, she had worried about risking herself getting involved anyway. Right. But she found herself caught up in it because of the typical things, like she's getting jewelry from him and they're going on trips and things like that. And so I think she let herself- He was buying her affection. Yeah, but then when you get an employment agreement, you think, well, what, do you do this with all your employees? You fuck them and wine and dine them to get them to hire? You know you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a real... Um, and he wasn't... He was kind of flat about it. He was totally flat. That was, was so weird, right? So it was a real slap in her face because where she was going with the whole setup to the evening, the 
swanky apartment, the three-course dinner, the wine, the sex. Where she was going was, hey, let's like create a relationship together. She even said that. She said, you know, I can imagine this. Well, what I thought was interesting too is she did, said yeah. a couple more strokes would have made me come, and she didn't. Right. right. He never asked her. He never if asked she her. Did. Right. No. He didn't give a shit. Basically, no, wasn't concerned. And because he got what he wanted, he had some a little food. He got a little fuck. Right. right. Got to show off his place. Right. right. Because even when he walks her later to the elevator, he's kind of flat about it too. But let me go back. What I thought was fascinating is the construct of what being a woman is in my past and in vanilla relationships, I would say, is often, this is really the case where women are having sex with a partner and the partner doesn't know whether they've come or whatever. There's no communication at any level. They get their rocks off. And then the woman is just happy to be there being used. And then at the same time, also the cuddling after and stuff is what they are getting. So like, I'm looking at the return. He gets to come, he gets to cuddle, he gets her affection. She doesn't come, she gets to cuddle and doesn't get what she wants. Do you see what I'm saying? And doesn't get the affection. And I thought to myself, wow, this is the construct of what a lot of women and myself included used to live in. Right. Constantly was we were okay with not having it all, not getting it all, not getting what we wanted. And I don't mean to be greedy sounding, but I mean, he certainly is. Right. I don't think there's any greed in it. I think you're making an observation of, the patriarchy's relationship totally, to sexuality. Totally. Like, and I get it, what I want and you don't But don't it's ingrained in her too because you yeah. notice how she's okay. She's like looking forward to the, to the intimacy, right. the cuddle, the connection. Meanwhile, she's already pushed off and displaced that I didn't have an orgasm and that that's expected and that's okay. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great commentary on where women stand in typical patriarchal sexual dynamics. And I'm not saying there aren't times when people have sex and they choose not to come. Right. The situation's not there for whatever reason. It's not even a reflection on the dynamic or the, or the relationship, but that's a choice. Her comment was not a choice. Her comment was two more thrusts would have have got me to the end, but she was easy to dismiss. Like that's not something we have to worry about because of this. It occurs to me that, that sexual dynamic was, it's like where past is prologue, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So he, he doesn't really care about her. And then it shows in his proposal to her that he doesn't really care about her. What he's interested in is how can he profit off of her? Well, think about their beginning of their relationship, the dungeon. I mean, he's paying her there to do whatever they're doing at the time, right? right? But he's not checking in that she's doing it. But when she's in the dominant mode and she's used him a couple of times in ways where she's come, that's because of her choice in that setting. But he doesn't really care about that per se. Like he's not concerned about that, serving her. He's not serving her, in other words. He's coming there for some bottoming and it's very orchestrated bottoming for him, right? Right. Because he's paying a lot of money. So he's not there to serve. No. And in this particular scenario, she asks, should I top? And he says, no. Right. And then he comes quickly and then he gives her this proposal, which diminishes her because she's expecting a marriage proposal, 
or at least a relationship proposal. Or, yeah, or a dynamic. Or a dynamic Think about proposal, it. They're playing right? in kink. Like all of that's possible. But what he gives her is an employment agreement, which diminishes her to an employee. And she immediately, even though it's a massive agreement, 300 grand, benefits, Be- bonuses. Office next to his. Office, it diminishes her against him in her eyes. So she can't accept it. Well, for sure. And then it changes their dynamic. So when he says, do you want me to top? He's like, no. Yeah. But every other instance has been her topping her topping and him paying her. Yeah. And so now it's like him owning her right? and having the control, which could be hugely manipulative for her to say, you owe me this. Yeah. Well, the whole situation is very complicated. Like if you have any insight into employment law, employment agreements based on sexual favors is an absolute no-no. So the fact that he even put that forward is insane. Yeah, legally. Yeah, Yeah. from a legal perspective. Now, the truth of the matter is that she was creating relationship constructs in her head. He wasn't really in his head. So in the last chapter, she was not thinking that relationship with him was possible and he was acting like it was. And in this chapter, or it's the other she way was making meaning out of it. She was making meaning, yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know where, I can't tell where he's going yet because I know the story is mostly on Amy's point of view. Yeah. We only get what is written about him in if he shares, right? right? But I am fascinated to see like where his, as a man, this is what I hear from my friends a lot who grew up with sisters and things, and right. there's nothing wrong with that. But I grew up with all brothers, so there's a totally different perspective as a female knowing men yeah. with as boys and men, right? Yeah. And I'd be curious to hear what he was really going, like what his strategy was. Like, of course, it could be mainly maybe that he was using her for his needs, like because he's a billionaire, and then whatever. What we see is happening in that chapter. Or... He thought it would mean something else, right. and his intention was something completely different, well, and it got the, skewed because of the way he went about it. Well, if we're incredibly charitable, that's true, right? If we're incredibly charitable to yeah. Dan, then <laughs> we can I'm allow him to be. You are. You can allow him that he's a dork, and he did this really. I'm just considering there's a, there's an option that he yeah. could be a dork. No, I think I think I think that Dan is just a, a billionaire who gets what he wants the way that he wants it whenever he wants it because he's a billionaire. Yeah. He can just buy whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Right? And he thinks that the way to secure Amy's service is to lock her up in an employment agreement. But he did but that's make a, miss. a comment, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. in that interchange of talking back and forth where he said something like, don't you like the necklace? Because it was the yeah. diamond encrusted. But anyway, something like, and as you should, or something was made a comment about. Well, so here's the thing. He doesn't get how the necklace landed for her. No. And he doesn't get how this employment agreement landed for her. Right. And from his point of view, the way he describes it is, oh, we'll just have an understanding. And like for her, she's like in this place of, I can't have a romantic relationship with my boss. Because that's unethical. Well, right? and if that was his intention to create something like that, right. he should have created relationship first and said, hey, now, do you want to do something with right. your time? Right. Do you want to work and be this? Yeah. That would go over different. But what's happened he, is not, no game rules have been established. No. And so, therefore, the first thing he hands her, instead of relationship, he hands her an employment agreement. Right. And that, that just really fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Dan's naive in the ways of women. See, that's why I'm giving him... 
a little yeah. allowance, depending on where the chapter goes, yeah. that that could be part of the issue. I just think he's like not smart in when it comes to relationship with women. I think that could be true. I think he's given Amy things that Amy thinks are have like more meaning really than they are important. Well, because of her background, right? So she ha- deems those, and based on her history, whether other people have done that for her, she deems those as yeah. And for her, for her, it's like important for him. It's like just another thing. Well, that's the thing. She uses a lot of language around name brand. Like I'm wearing yeah. the Christian Dior. I'm yeah. wearing Gucci. Yeah. I'm wearing this kind of thing and right. this kind of thing. And and frankly, I know people, men and women both, who name drop on the car parts brands, or cars right. or brands because it's all about looking good and who they appear in front of, right? Right. right. And I always thought that was just so odd. Like, why? Why does that matter? Right. But people get caught in that. Right. But he doesn't. No. He just, I'm sure. I'm Gary. I've said this before. He called his legal office and right. drew up a contract. Right. He didn't read it. Right. He told them what he wanted in the contract. They're his employees. They did exactly what they normally do. Right. So that's what he presented. Yeah. He called his personal assistant and said, go pick out something nice. Right. At the most, if if he was worried about having a ball gag and diamonds be a problem, he went in and told them what he wanted, but it was delivered to by picked up by his right. assistant, given to him as a box. And right. so he's not and I'm not saying he has to, because he's a billionaire. He has people he can pay to do things. But that's what he's doing. Well, he's not emotionally invested no, in any part of the He didn't feel Amy. like he had to go get it. No, he's and not, he had to do it. Yeah. So I think and I think Amy is emotionally invested. She is. And the way to like disrupt that emotional investment is to offer her an employment agreement. You think he recognized that? No, I don't think he but fucking I think knows it, anything. Uh, but I, I think, think he thought, I like Amy. The way to keep her around is hire her because she needs a job. Because that's what she said. Because that's what he heard. See, that's exactly what I said right. about giving latitude. Because guys usually say what they mean and do what they say. I know you think that. They do. They're much more straight shooters than women. Women tend to have a whole bunch of internal meeting. Do you think he has a lot of internal meeting? Yes, I think I he do. I think he no, thought, Ugh, she needs a job. <laughs> I care about her. I I'll think, give her a job. I think he's up to his ears in internal meaning. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I know that I was. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!